everybody. Welcome to episode 221 of a wrestling gal podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J. As today, I am joined by the submission sniper, Jordan Blade. Now let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today I am joined by the submission sniper, the ankle breaker, the daddy of the district, Jordan Blade. So, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. What's up? What's going on? Very cold weather today, where I am, uh, three degrees to be specific. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but not. other than that, it's a new year. It's great to be in 2022. 2021 flew by, but how are you feeling as we're now in this brand new year of 2022? Um, you know, I'm, I'm feeling energetic, and I know a lot of people feel like that at the start of a new year, and I know the past two years have been who would have thought crazy and unpredictable and frustrating at times. Um, but I'm very, I'm looking, I'm very optimistic. I'm feeling very optimistic. Same. I would say some people are energetic. I'm still like kind of in that vacation mode of Christmas of being off for like, of being off from work and now slowly getting back into things, yes. but gaining that momentum slowly, but surely. But I mean, right. 2021 I feel like blew by the last two years have been crazy but what are some things that you are personally or professionally proud of from your 2021 year man so that was kind of like at least I felt like a breakout year for me um I got to wrestle a ton of um like upper echelon talent Deanna Perrazzo um it's always a treat to wrestle Trisha Dora I rest I've wrestled her multiple times wrestled Janai Kai multiple times uh Cole Radrick Robert Martyr um Alley Catch um I can kind of keep going on down the list uh, wrestling for beyond um which was which is great um and WWR plus and um getting some of my like I'm really proud of uh, overall a lot of the work I did um, last year and the body of work I put together. So just looking to continue that momentum into 2022. I mean, you achieved so much last year and now we're here in 2022. What are some of your New Year's resolutions or some goals to step up your game even more? Man, yeah. So uh, get get better at jujitsu is <laughs> one of them but that's always the goal right uh, find more ways to tap people out um that's always fun um and i think this year so since last year kind of like was a, a breakout point for me i still think i'm breaking out i don't think i've like hit my my ceiling yet i mean there's really no ceiling for for any of us but um i think this year kind of really looking to make a statement with um, you know, again, my body of work and I want to be that person that's like, oh, hey, Jordan Blaze in this, in this match, it's going to be a good ass match. Um, so I think that's, that's kind of one of my goals uh, for this year is to, for people to look at me and be like, oh, that's Jordan Blade bet I got to watch that match. I mean, I feel that way anyways, but I no. mean, <laughs> no, truthfully, you do so much amazing work, obviously with a lot of submissions, but also powerhouse and technical work. It's a good mix of things. So I'm, I'm very interested to see how you step up your game even more and make for some unique submissions. How do you even go about 
trying to cultivate new submissions like you said you've been working on okay so honestly I get a lot of them from Instagram so really okay <laughs> yes and so it's so funny the past couple of days I'll have I'll be scrolling Instagram and I'll see something and I'll be like yo this is so cool and then I'll look at Eel's story Instagram story and he'll have posted it already before I even saw it and so I'm like we're already on the same wavelength um, so a lot of it I get from Instagram a lot of it like a lot of my um, training partners in jujitsu know that I wrestle so they'll come up to me and they'll be like hey I just thought of this cool thing that you could probably do for pro wrestling and I'll either be like oh yeah like let's try it or I'll be like no it's not like flashy enough for pro wrestling so it just kind of of um depends on what it is because not everything in jujitsu can translate mm -hmm. over to professional wrestling um because it's such like not only is it a sport but it's also an art it's also theater it's live theater it's also a performance so can't use everything in jujitsu um but yeah no a lot of it is from instagram <laughs> I mean, the internet is honestly a very helpful thing a lot of the time, like whether yes. it's YouTube or Instagram or TikTok, honestly, you can oh find a lot God. of things in a lot of places. Yes, tick these TikToks <laughs> are are just just taking over the world. Mm -hmm. Janai got a TikTok and I'm like, Janai, you've been posting a new TikTok every day. You're addicted, bro. <laughs> Jordan, it's honestly so hard. I will go through phases. Like last year, there was a phase. I would literally be up till 5 a.m. just scrolling on TikTok. And then I took a break. I deleted it off of my phone, but then now I've been back on the train. I'm not up till 5 a.m., but it's really hard <laughs> once you get started to kind of go away from it. So do not get sucked into that vortex of TikTok morning. Well, I just feel like I downloaded it at some point last year. I was like, okay, let me get on this bandwagon. And I couldn't figure out how to work the damn thing. So I maybe was like, for the better. It's just am I old at this point? Is this I'm 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 old is what it is. So I just deleted it because I was like, I don't I don't think I was trying to make any, but I think I was like trying to follow people and I was like I I can't, I, I can't figure it out. Maybe it's for the better. I mean, it saves you a lot of sanity and time. I will say that. Yes. <laughs> but you're talking about adding moves in from jujitsu and into pro wrestling. So on both ends of the spectrum, has there been something you've integrated into jujitsu from jujitsu into pro wrestling that has worked? And then is there one that just didn't work out and you're like, never again? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> That's a good question. So I think if I'm thinking of like one of my most recent, I mean, it didn't work because I didn't tap them out, but it, I thought it was cool. So I did kind of like a modified uh, STO on Matt Mikowski at Uncharted Territory, which he beat my ass. But um, like I saw it on Instagram like a few days or a few weeks prior. And I was like, hmm, let me try this. And so I just kind of did it and it like it felt good. And I was like, okay, let me just kind of keep like honing in on that and figure out, figuring out different ways to get into it. Um, there was also like, this is kind of like minute, but I did this one uh, sweep and I can't remember the name of it. Um, I learned it in a jujitsu class maybe a few weeks before, but um, it was when Elon and I wrestled yokai at Enjoy Wrestling um, in, oh, Jesus, I guess mid-year last year. And it's kind of like if you if you look at uh, Yoya and I kind of grappling back and forth in the beginning, there's this one sweep where uh, Yoya's in my guard and I overhook his uh, right arm. And then I push his other arm back and I um, hook... Um, his other arm like under uh, over top of my foot 
and then I sweep them that way. It's not like it's you'd have to look for it, but like I don't know. I thought it was kind of smooth and cool. Um, I'm trying to think of something that there's definitely a lot of things that didn't work. So maybe I can't think of them because I block them out of my mind. I'm like, okay, let me that that didn't happen. I didn't like let's just block out of the, all this stuff out that made me look stupid. Also, my cat is using the litter box behind me, so I'm really I have sorry. two cats. <laughs> I get it. I sometimes I Dang. <laughs> Sometimes I, I will lock my door, but they will scratch up against the door because they want to be let in. And I'm like, guys, can you wait like 20 minutes? <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> You're good. I get it. I have two cats myself, so I get you. But I mean, maybe maybe it's for the best. Sometimes you don't want to dwell on it. But I mean, you, you, you try it once. If it doesn't work out, no harm, no foul. Just forget about it. Yeah. And like, that's, that's the thing about like, arts in general so wrestling or jujitsu whatever you know you try something and if like you're just like whoa that really just didn't work then you can scrap it or if you're like hey like maybe this needs some work then you can kind of like go back to the drawing board or figure out another way to get into it and that's why I like the grappling arts such as pro wrestling or jujitsu or catch wrestling or something like that because I think like even though people call it like a beautiful like violent art or something like that I mean obviously it is violent but um it, there really is an art to it I mean you're taking people's limbs and you're contorting them in a way in which they shouldn't bend and I just I think that's beautiful maybe other people don't think that way but I'm also like kind of a masochist too so like <laughs> It works though. I mean, this is pro yeah. wrestling. I mean, you're there's all different forms even within pro wrestling, different styles and all of that. So yes, I mean, you own it. So that's the beauty of it. Exactly. You know, I'm curious. I mean, you've mastered a lot of skills in your day, whether it's pro wrestling, jujitsu, sports. Is there one new skill, whether personally, professionally, you wish you could learn, and why? It doesn't even have to be sport related. <laughs> No, that's a good question. I knew because always. Um, I think, oh, man. Okay, so one of them is gonna be like, okay, duh. But like, I I want to start taking or start doing Muay Thai, uh, Muay Thai kickboxing. Shout out to Janai. Um, but that's obviously a given. Um, I, I'm trying to think of like one where I would like to be more of like a handyman. Um, my wife is deployed right now and she'll be gone for like a year. And I, if something breaks, I, I, I there's no way I can't fix it. And I You're feel SOL. like, <laughs> yeah, honestly. And like, if you know that SpongeBob meme of Patrick just sitting on the ground with the board in his head yes. and him holding yes. the hand, that's me <laughs> when it comes to fixing anything, I have no idea. I'm gonna have to Google it. Like my son's toilet kept running and I was like, wow shit like how am I supposed to fix it and I was just I opened it and I was like okay well here's YouTube my hands in the top of the toilet and I'm <laughs> like trying to okay well it's saying maybe turn this to twice to the left and I'm trying to figure it out and it worked and I was like all right I don't know if I did it right if it overflows I guess it overflows but <laughs> 
I mean, that's the beauty of, I was talking with ironically kill a Kate earlier today about the beauty of YouTube and tutorials and like wiki how and all of this stuff. If you don't know it, thank God for Google. Cause I, I mean, I'm not a handyman either and I don't read instructions for anything. I just kind of put it together. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I'm yes. kind of in the same dilemma. I'm like shit out of luck if something goes wrong or I'll try to call somebody, but most of the time I just have to do it myself. Yeah. And I mean, luckily I have a ton of friends that can help me in, in various uh, areas <laughs> and stuff. So I'm really glad that I have like a village of people that can help me with a multitude of things. But yeah, my wife is a handy person. I'm, I'm, I'm the housewife. Where's my apron? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, you got a year to really, to get in on it. So. Yes. And then I'm going to, she's going to come home and I, I'm going to have a tool belt and everything. So <laughs> maybe. I we'll mean, see if that happens. Maybe you can add handyman under your repertoire. I don't know. We'll yes, see. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you are the master, though, of many skills outside of pro wrestling, including basketball, softball, field hockey, and ultimate frisbee. So I played actually softball for 10 years myself. So I really want to know what position you played in softball. So I did it for a year. So I played okay. softball and field hockey for a year. And it wasn't like my thing because it wasn't like... I came from a sport, so I played basketball for 10 years, yeah. and that's kind of like a thing where, like, you're constantly moving, and basketball is like a fall-winter sport, and it was like the spring, and I was like, man, like, I want to play a sport, you know, so I was like, okay, let me give softball a try, and this was in middle school, and I just kind of, like, was like, okay, like, they, and because it was my first year, they kind of trialed me mm -hmm. in almost every position, and it just wasn't my thing. I probably never hit the ball, I don't think, oh. but... I, maybe I did, but this was a while ago and I have the memory of a goldfish, but, um, yeah, it just, softball wasn't my thing. I, I probably, they, or they, maybe they probably stuck me in the outfield so I wouldn't like mess up anything. Sometimes though you get blinded though, by the lights or the sun. So, I mean, I've played pretty much every position except catcher, like outfield is tough a lot of the time. Yeah. And especially if you're not paying attention. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you get daydreaming, especially if like everything's in the infield or it's just a shutout. Sometimes you just end up daydreaming or staring at birds. I've definitely been there. Yes, and so that <laughs> that probably was me because I was just so bored. Props to people who play softball. Uh, I don't. I I that wasn't for me. That wasn't my sport. Fair enough. I mean, obviously, you said you were ten years invested in basketball, but how intense or dedicated were you to ultimate frisbee? Yeah, so intense enough that I tore my ACL. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. How, okay, so I've only seen Ultimate Frisbee in the sense of like TVs or movies. So how did you tear your ACL in Ultimate Frisbee? This bitch ran into me. No, it's okay. <laughs> you can probably bleep that out. No, no, you're good. Um, I'm just mad about it because everybody keeps running into me. Like the way I broke my ankle was my opponent fell on my ankle when yeah, I was resting. This is when mm -hmm. I was resting. Um, but yeah, so in ultimate, I, um, I played, um, from junior year of high school all the way up to my senior year of college. And I mm -hmm. tore my ACL my sophomore year of college. So I was on defense and my offender, um, cut in to get the disc. And when the disc went up, we both jumped. And when we landed, she ran into the outside of my knee and it popped inward. Yep. Ugh. And then she had the audacity a few years later. We were at a gay club in Richmond. Oh my <laughs> God. You recognized friends, her right away, probably. And I recognized her. And then one of my friends, she was drunk. 
went up to her and was like, yeah, aren't you the one that tore, uh, I'll just use my work name, Jordan's uh, ACL. And she was like, I didn't tear it. Like, I didn't even run into you. And I'm like, I was there. Are you kidding me? Like, so we were about to get in this whole argument. Like we're tipsy drunk or whatever in this club. And we're getting into this argument, like made like a little bit, a little bit of an argument about uh, if she tore my ACL or not. <laughs> I was so angry. She was, she was like, no, I didn't. I was like, bro, like, I know you didn't do it maliciously. Like I did, it's fine. But like, literally like you ran into me it is what it is it i mean ultimate they say it's not a contact sport like it's not supposed to be but like things happen people know that i mean you know the risks when you start doing a sport um and i loved ultimate i met some of my best friends doing ultimate or playing ultimate and i thought it was or i still think it's one of the best sports in the world um especially because it's uh it's like self-governed it's self-refereed so um there's no referee so you have to rely on trust and respect of not only your, your yourself, your teammates and your opponents um, to, to call fouls and things like that. And then you can contest or you, you don't have to contest if you agree, if someone called a foul on you and you're like, yes, I fouled you, then you just say no contest. But if you do contest it, which you have the right to do, then you talk about it and then there's, there's a solution for everything. So um, that's one of the reasons that I really loved ultimate and I loved the spirit of the game. Um, which is a term they, they used a ton. Um, but it's it's one of the most obscure sports that no one has heard of. And it's one of the best sports in the world. I've heard of it because they've, I think, I want to say they showed it in like Zoe 101 or something. Or that was, no, that was disc <laughs> golf. That was disc golf. Yes. Never mind. Don't get that confused. No, no, yes. no. I just realized, is this like a spring sport or fall? Um. So for um, high schools or colleges that um, implement it, it's it's um, it's a club sport, so it's not a division sport. Okay. Obviously, the season is spring, but you can play it all year round. Obviously, but their season technically is spring. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So you basically got your whole year round covered, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, because you can play in like a ton of leagues and stuff like that. And we had tournaments like in the fall, and we had tournaments in the spring, but we were um playing towards um sectionals in the spring that was kind of your first big tournament and then mm -hmm. if you did well at sectionals you would get a bid to regionals and then mm -hmm. if you did well at regionals you get a bid to nationals yeah yeah we kind of have similar paths like regionals and then state then the nationals pretty much here in new york so yeah yep. pretty pretty similar i i'm curious though in like in all of your experience in sports like outside of pro wrestling is there has there ever been any bizarre or strange instances that have happened during any of your games? Well, probably all of the strange things probably happened during Ultimate because okay. I was in college at the time, the majority of the time that I played Ultimate. So there's a t there we we did a ton of um drinking games. <laughs> when we would play ultimate so fun fact you can fit two whole beers like cans of beers in a disc and it won't spill it like if you hold it level it won't mm -hmm. spill 
right? So, um, so we would pour two beers in in a disc or whatever, and then but like we would chug like the beer out of the disc, mm-hmm. and it's nasty because everyone has touched the disc and it's been on the ground and it's bit like wherever mm-hmm. it's been or whatever. But at this point, you're like drunk or whatever, so you just it's just kind of you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was a time um, I was in college and we had a tournament called Wildwood which was beach ultimate. And if you've ever run on the beach, it's very tiresome. It's very tiring uh, just because of the sand and, and, you know, your feet and everything. Um, But everyone knew it as kind of like a drinking tournament. There were a few teams that went that would take it seriously and, and want to do well in it or whatever. But like us, um, because I went to Virginia Commonwealth University, we like, we just treated it as Oh, we're going to go and like be hammered all day and play some ultimate or whatever. So um, I remember specifically we played ultimate all day and then we went to a couple clubs or whatever at night. And was I underage? No, I was probably just 21. And I remember someone for some reason brought, they brought a dildo to the club. to the club and everyone was like taking turns like suctioning it to their forehead yeah and so I remember I suctioned it to my forehead because I like I was young I I was a freshman I was a freshman in college I want to fit in or whatever so I'm suctioning it to my forehead and I'm like dancing or whatever and I remember it falling off but like going upwards and I'm like oh where'd it go and I turn and my friends are all laughing and I turn around and it fell in this chick's drink. I had no idea who she was, some random chick's drink <laughs> behind me. And so I turn around and like, all I see is her like this. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'll buy you another drink. I'm so, so sorry. I think she was just like, she wasn't upset. She yeah. was just like, like sh- I mean, that's not something you see every day. Exactly. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, uh, so that was probably that I can remember one of the cra- craziest stories, not like within sports, but yeah. just, you know, in general, like w- within like, <laughs> my, my team and everything. But yes. <laughs> That's good. I just imagine like you're in the club, you know, having a good time. All of a sudden you look down. <laughs> well, first of all, my drink is ruined. This eight dollar yeah. dollar drink yeah. or whatever it has this dildo that's been on the ground or in people's hands or whatever. <laughs> Want to cut promos like your favorite wrestling legends? SmackTalkShowdown.com is the only place to buy the party game where smack-talking your opponents isn't just encouraged, it's required. Smack Talk Showdown is 550 unique cards featuring crazy characters, vicious feuds, and gimmick matches that help set the stage for your epic verbal smackdown. Go to the extreme with the Lewd Attitude expansion and go head-to-head with promos you might want to keep between close friends go to smacktalkshowdown.com right now and use promo code gal that's g-a-l to get five dollars off of your purchase again that's promo code gal g-a-l for five dollars off your order only at smacktalkshowdown.com that's so funny though i mean you've been involved in sports basically your whole life would you consider yourself a competitive person then overall oh yes absolutely there was one time like 
I'm competitive in like everything I do. So I had a show, I had a couple shows in Massachusetts over my birthday weekend in November. And my wife, um, like I said, she deployed and she had a ceremony, like a pre-deployment ceremony in Norfolk, Virginia, which from Massachusetts, driving from Massachusetts to Norfolk, Virginia was like 10 hours. And so I got a one-way flight to fly to Massachusetts. And then I rented a car to drive from Massachusetts to Norfolk. And the um, ceremony started at 9 a.m. And on a Sunday, and my wife was like, you're not going to make it, blah, blah, blah. And like, I'd already checked with her, like if I could do these shows or whatever, because I knew she wanted me to be there. And I was like, I was like, I'll rent a car and I'll come down. She's like, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. I got there at 920. I stopped twice. I stopped in Connecticut to take a nap at a rest stop. And I stopped at my friend's house, uh, Riley Shepard's house in New Jersey. I love her you know, um, to, to take a shower. I only stopped twice and that was it. And I made it there at like nine 20. If I didn't stop at all, I probably would have made it there by like five or six, but I had to sleep, yeah. but I was proud of myself. Cause I was like, you know, I mean, I wanted to be there for it anyways, but I was like, you just told me that I wouldn't do something. So now I gotta, I gotta prove to you that I can do it. And I was only like 20 minutes late, which I still count as a win. So definitely. I mean, how long was the ceremony like in total? Oh my goodness. So like nine to four. So I made it to, I made it to lunch. And then I was like, babe, I gotta go go out to the car and go to sleep I I I really was trying but it like it it wasn't happening I could not stay awake I call that a win though only 20 minutes late I mean for a very long ceremony like that that's definitely a win thank you definitely (laughs) (laughs) Uh, now I'm curious you obviously talked about VCU I tried finding like when I was doing my research, I tried finding what exactly your degree was in, but I could not. So what exactly was your bachelor's degree in? Yeah, it's probably because I kept changing it every year. <laughs> I was there. So I got my degree in, um, kind of, they kept changing it. So I'm like, I'm trying to think, um, my mom has my diploma in her house. Um, health, physical education and exercise science is what I got my bachelor's in. Okay. So what yeah. other, what changes did you go through throughout your college? So <laughs> major, at first it was just exercise science. Okay. And then they changed it to health, physical education and exercise science. And then they changed the school, the, the whole school that it was based out of. So first we were in the school of, I think health sciences, and mm-hmm. then they changed us to the school of education because of the physical education portion. And a lot of our classes revolved around, well, not a lot, but a, a good portion of our classes revolved around kind of community health and public health. And some of them, we like, they were required classes that we had to take. But I tell people, like, I got my degree in like gym broism or whatever because I got my essentially I when people tell me I just like yeah I got my degree in exercise science like I can I could tell you how to lift or whatever so uh, probably not the smartest decision but I mean I I had fun in college probably the best four years of my life to be honest why would why would you say it wasn't a smart decision because I well maybe if I was in a different state so Virginia is not necessarily known for being a sports state. So not like 
a place like California or Texas or um, Pennsylvania or um, I'm trying to think maybe even like um, Tennessee or something like that. Um, and so I wanted to be a strength and conditioning coach for yeah. either high school or college athletes. And those opportunities just weren't coming in Virginia. Um, and then I started, um, I, I, uh, my first kind of real job after I graduated was to be, a, uh, I was a personal trainer and a group for this instructor. And I did um, some strength and conditioning coaching um, for, I, I trained some middle school swimmers and I trained um, some high school uh, amateur wrestlers, which was really fun. I really enjoyed that. But after a while, I was really just training your everyday kind of like busy executive soccer mom type thing, which was fine. Like I, I made a ton of, um, I, I met a ton of cool people and made a lot of friends and I had fun while I was there, but I had two jobs at the time and I was working like 16 hour days and I was working the, I was the trainer that worked the most classes there and I was just getting burnt out. And then it came a time where I fell out of love with training people um, I still love the science behind it. I would love to at some point work at like the Gatorade factory or something, but not factory, the Gatorade, like in a sports science um, mm -hmm. section and do like research somewhere like away from people that I don't have to interact yeah. with the people except like maybe like a couple coworkers here and there. Um, so I still love the science behind it. I just don't want to train nobody anymore. I, I was like, I'll train like my wife, uh, but that's about it. I don't want to train anybody ever again. <laughs> It's and I not, feel bad, but I mean, it's not for everybody. I mean, to be fair, I'm like not even doing it. I got a psych degree. I'm not even doing anything with it now. So, I mean, I yeah, things just not evolve and you, and you grow new passions sometimes. I don't regret it though, but yeah, you know. yeah, exactly. Same. And I mean, like maybe uh, I thought for a minute, like going back to my master's and I was like, no. And then I was, I was like, when am I going to have time? I mean, a lot of people don't have time. I mean, um, like shout out to Deanna Perrazzo. She's getting her degree in, in history, history and she's yeah. all over the, the place, you know? So, I mean, she's finding the time and props to her. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'll go back to school at some point. I thought about like crime scene investigation because that was my next point, because I saw you're going to say you're going to be the next Olivia Benson. So exactly. <laughs> Hergate. Oh my her. God. I love her. She does not age. She doesn't. I know. She doesn't Honestly age. though, I I'm so excited. I, I was going to ask you if there was an update on your crime scene investigation degree programs and but... <laughs> Not, not at the time. I mean, and I love true crime, but like, as I was driving here, I, cause I subscribed to a few like true crime, um, like podcasts or whatever, either on Amazon music or, um, on YouTube or whatever. Mm -hmm. And when, um, one of the, um, videos popped up on my notifications, I was like, yep, I already know about that one. But like, <laughs> I like to see, yeah. I like to see how different people tell the story or if there's any like other facts that I didn't know about the, the, um, the story or whatever. So that's always interesting. Even though I already know about some stuff, I still like to hear other people tell the stories like that they, how in the manner that they would like to tell it. So I watch a lot of crime shows and like documentaries, but I've never really dabbled into like the podcast side of it. So if you had to recommend a few for me or anybody to check out, like what's on your list? You know, I got you. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> so if y'all are listening, write this down. Um, so on Amazon music or Spotify, or whatever, I rec would recommend crime junkie. 
I've um, heard of it. Yeah. Their intro tune is bomb. I just be like, okay. <laughs> I just be in the gym like, okay. Because I sometimes I'll listen to those podcasts in the gym too. Um, so Crime Junkie um, on YouTube, I'd recommend um, that chapter. Um, he's the way he tells uh, stories is really good. I just stumbled across another one, um, Mr. Balin, Mr. Balin, B-A-L-L-E-N. Um, the way he tells stories is really good. There's one that I had to block is not the right word i had to turn off notifications because i would get sucked into it and then i would have to put i would have to plug my nightlight in because i'm like oh, dang it i'm scared oh, now. yeah but it's called um it's called bedtime stories so that's on youtube as well that that feels feels so like an oxymoron right there <laughs> bedtime stories but you're i don't know you gotta why. turn on the nightlight jordan and i'm and i yeah i I turn on the nightlight. I have my bathroom light on to the point where uh, I only have, I have three light bulbs in my bathroom. Two of them are out. I need to replace them. That's how like that, it, that light is on every night. Um, and then I have my cat's new water fountain or whatever has a blue light. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, bet this works too. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I'm a scaredy cat. Like I, I don't like horror movies. If you can believe it. I don't saw, yeah, I saw that. No, no horror no sci-fi sci-fi doesn't scare me but i just you would like you would think too my mom's a trekkie but she i she that wasn't hereditary so i mean maybe star trek's not for everybody i mean it may is your maybe your son will be into star trek who knows i don't know he's into star wars mm, so okay. he's in star wars okay. so i'm him and him and him and my wife i'm just like <laughs> i'll let you do your thing yeah i'm just like okay <laughs> that's funny okay so i will definitely be writing these down after i get off with you um but yeah i'm like huge into like the crime dramas i like like law and order svu and cis like csi yeah. miami like all that stuff um yeah. and true crime like podcast not podcasts like documentaries and shows on like netflix and hulu but i've never just for me like visually i feel like i need it but I need yes. to check out some more podcasts for sure. If that makes sense, even. Yes, no, absolutely. And it helps on like, I don't know how often you drive or whatever, but it definitely helps me on these long drives where yeah. it's just like, because you know, a song is only what, three to four minutes or whatever. So, yeah. um, and you could, you know, I only, my playlist is only so long. Um, so if I can find some new stories to kind of, and they turn out new stories like every week or twice a week or something. So mm -hmm. that's something new that I can kind of throw on. Mm -hmm. Now talking about drives, you will be going to Tampa, Florida. Very I'm not driving there. <laughs> no, I know. I know. <laughs> had to segue somehow. <laughs> but you will be in Tampa, Florida coming up on January 22nd at the second annual Generation Championship Wrestling Diamond Cup, where you will actually be making your debut, I believe. Yep, that is correct. Yeah. So how are you feeling going into GCW for the first time? Uh, so I'm excited. So this is going to be my, I was about to say my first time wrestling in Tampa. That's not true because of Mania Week last year. Yeah. But um, this is going to be, you know, essentially my first time uh, wrestling for an established promotion um, in Florida. So I'm really excited for that. Um, and I'm excited about my first round opponent, Killa Kate. Um, Killa Kate and I 
Um, obviously, we have similar backgrounds. It's a match I've wanted for a while. Um, and I'm really excited to see kind of what we're able to bring to the table because, and I've said this before, like this match is going to be different than all of the other matches, no matter, uh, you know, if I win and go on to the next round or Kayla Kate wins and goes on to the next round. Um, it's 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 going to be different than any other match on that show just because of our backgrounds and how much we we hone our craft and are able to bring that to professional wrestling. I mean, you two do have very similar backgrounds heading into this block B match in the Diamond Cup tournament. Obviously, you're both very savvy with submissions. I mean, you're the submission sniper and you both have backgrounds in, in combat sports. So, I mean, this is really... I think a cool matchup. So how do you even plan to counteract or even prepare for somebody who's kind of on the same wavelength as you, if that makes sense? Man, um, I would say that's probably almost tougher than trying to prepare for someone who, um, not to downplay it, but just has a pro wrestling background or doesn't have a jujitsu background mm-hmm. um, because they know all this stuff that you can do. Maybe not all of it. Um, and I'm not even sure what belt color <laughs> um, Killy Kate is, but, um, you know, they, they, they have an appreciation and they kind of know like how your body is going to move because in jujitsu, your body moves a little bit differently than it does in, in pro wrestling and vice versa. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be interesting and it's going to be a little bit harder to, prepare for killer kate but i have full confidence in my abilities so uh i i even though i respect killer kate i'm coming out with the win here so i know i mean she's got to figure out how to get out of that ankle lock um i know i spoke to her earlier today i won't spoil anything but i'm really excited for this because again you two are very submission savvy so it's going to be cool you two seeing kind of counteract each other and how that's gonna work in the ring i think it's going to be very very fun for sure yeah i'm excited i'm excited and of course, I mean, also on this card, we have Queen Amanada versus Vipress, Heather Monroe versus Sandra Moon, AQA versus Lainey Luck, and much, much more. So besides yours, is there any matchup you're particularly looking forward to? So I'm looking forward to two in particular. So I'm looking forward to Lainey Luck and AQA. Uh, immense respect for, for both of those competitors. Immense respect for everyone uh, in this tournament. Um, but those two... Um, definitely. Um, I, I met Lainey Luck, man, when I was just starting out. So that would be 2017, 2018. And I was, I, you want to talk about baby Jordan. Um, it was a, it was a tag team match. Um, and I, I I don't think I've I've been on a show with her since, or I might've forgotten, but I kind of want to show her how much I've grown since the last time. Um, we've been in a ring together. Um, like AQA, uh, incredible athlete. I mean, there's really nothing bad I can say about her. So it'd be dope to get in the ring in the ring with her. Um, and then obviously looking at Queen Aminata and Vipers. And I don't know if you've seen myself and Queen Aminata's back and forth a little mm-hmm. bit on Twitter. So I'm just I a I'm a straight shooter, no pun intended. I'm making it clear what what belt I'm going after when I win the Diamond Cup. Okay. I mean, you heard it here first. Jordan Blade is coming. I mean, could be Viperous, could be Queen Amanada, but whoever holds that championship at the end of the day, Jordan Blade is coming. But first, you got to get through Killa Kate. 
I think regardless this whole, I'm excited for this whole tournament and event itself. It's, it's huge. I'm so glad that GCW is showcasing the diamond division. So many amazing competitors in here and to round things out for you, whether it's in combat sports or pro wrestling, who do you think is the toughest grappler or fighter that you've encountered or watched? Matt Mikowski. That was easy. <laughs> Just overall, all around, uh, uh, Matt Mikowski. Uh, that, that SOB, let me tell you something, hits hard. Mm-hmm. He hits hard um, and he slams hard and he, and he puts these submissions on uh, even harder. So uh, hands down, Matt Mikowski. Perhaps you can steal some moves. Oh, I'd be studying him. Okay. I, I, I study him all the time. Him, Tom Waller, Dominic Greeny, Kevin Koo. Um, I mean, I make no bones about the fact that I want to wrestle them all. Um, and I make no bones about the fact that I know they could be my ass. But I think I think the, the, the main objective here is showing, like, how much I can fight back and, and how much heart I have and how much passion I have for this business and, and for this specific style of professional wrestling. Um, and I, you know, I know, and I understand that it's not for everyone. Um, but it's the type of professional wrestling, um, that I like to do that makes me happy. And if that can, if I can share that joy with someone else and I can make someone else happy, like when they watch me, if they like my style of wrestling, then then I did my job. Well, Jordan, Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, before I let you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? Hey, let's go. So you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jordan underscore blade 92 for both of them. Check out my what a maneuver store. Um, oh my goodness. And uh, yeah. I mean, coming up, you got a huge match coming up. Uh, don't forget to check out Jordan blade as your opponent, Killa Kate, is coming for you on January 22nd in the Generation Championship Wrestling Diamond Cup. It's going to be a huge event. Jordan, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you.